Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are vvim or it its, and you can follow me on Tumblr at the Voice of Nightvale with dashes. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use any pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. I use he/him pronouns. You can follow me on co-host at Topple Thrones. And you can follow the show on Twitter, Tumblr, and on TikTok at Word of Godcast. Should we move to co-host since uh, Twitter is a pile of burning ashes? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. We're also, probably most people just follow us on Tumblr anyway. I don't know. If you want us to move to co-host, let us know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, totally threw me off. Uh, today, today we are talking about, yeah. <laughs> we are talking about uh, episode, super, season six. Episodes 17 and 18, uh, My Heart Will Go On and... Frontierland. Frontierland. Frontierland, yes, thank you. I always get the first one and don't get the second one. Anyway, content warnings for these episodes will include... Partial beheading, gore, maritime disasters, disasters in general, mass death, death by getting hit by a bus, uh, explosions, accidental, quote-unquote, death, death by hanging, show typical weirdness about sex workers and STIs, Mentions of sexual assault and rape. If you'd like us to include something we don't... Nope. <laughs> if you'd like us to warn for something we don't already include, you can reach us through our Ask Box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. That was different yeah, from the... Flip up oh, the well, script. It's fine. I yeah. know. I couldn't remember what just happened. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, real quick, before we jump in here, I just need to say I've been feasting lately. Uh, uh Andor just finished. Oh, oh mwah, what a finale. Mwah, 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 mwah. Go watch Andor. Don't watch Supernatural. <laughs> um, Take a break from Supernatural and watch Andor. It's only 12 episodes and it's television. And also over the past uh couple weeks, uh my partner and I have been watching Owl House uh and I am fully caught up and that show is so good. I'm so mad it got canceled. I hope it finishes well with the last two episodes it has. I love Hunter. He's the best boy. That's all. Have you been feasting recently, Em? Um, yeah, I just finished re my rewatch of The Good Place with Ace, who hadn't seen it before. Nice. Epic. So good. Shows to all make right. you cry. Mm-hmm. I gotta watch that. That's high on my list. Although, I think what we do in the shadows is the highest for, uh, for yeah. like, comedy shows. I need to watch what we do in the shadows. But first, okay. Supernatural. Yeah. Yep. All right, Ash, so, let's go. Yep. So season six, episode 16, My Heart Will Go On, was written by Eric Carmelo and Nicole Snyder. I wrote Nickel, like the coin. Uh, Nickel and Snyder. And by Phil Scratia. Hold on, writing, <laughs> I'm putting this down in my character name doc. <laughs> You're welcome. Your next Armorister character. <laughs> no, I'm done with that. I did, I did my <laughs> epilogue. Your Yesterday. next Lancer character, then. Sure. Uh, so we open with Sam and Dean, and they're worried about Bobby. He's uh, drinking a lot, and altogether he's not coping very well with Rufus's death. Um, I feel like there's something missing here. Hmm. Or something added. Oh, I forgot to put in the cold open. Oh. Um, the cold open, a guy is working in his garage, and his beer mysteriously moves, oh, and yeah. he ends up getting um, nearly beheaded uh by his garage door in it's, shenanigans it's been a while since we've had some real like pratfall shenanigans cold open <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
this this episode is all about pratfall shenanigans resulting uh-huh. in horrific death. I don't think printers uh, are that strong. No, I feel like that kind of scarf, especially, uh, you could rip that like yeah. really easily. the The printer would yeah. probably rip it. Anyway, um, so, uh, Bobby is is not doing super great. He's drinking a lot. He's not coping very well with Rufus's death. Uh, Bobby kicks him out of the house, and Dean and Sam leave to go on a case. Six people, all blood lo- blood relatives, have died in the past three days or something like that. I don't remember what the exact time frame was, but it's it's weird. They've all been died in horrible accidents. They've all been died. I just they've woke up. all been died. <laughs> Died um, the red of their blood. They died. Um, so they leave in a car that is not the Impala, huh? Uh, and take comfort in the fact that a mysterious she will be home to look after Bobby, ho- Bobby soon, huh? Uh, and who else comes to Bobby's house than Ellen? She's been off hunting with Joe for a week. Bobby and Ellen are married. I don't remember this happening in the show, you guys. I don't remember. Um, nope. I have something weird. to say about this, but I'll hold off. <laughs> so back with Sam and Dean they don't find much in the way of clues except for a piece of gold ribbon at one of the crime scenes and then we see another woman get choked to death by a copier after of course we see a mysterious woman stop time and move her keys under the photocopier uh, after they investigate this scene Dean calls Ellen and turns out there have been 75 mysterious deaths like this nationwide they all have the same details as the case Dean and Sam have been following freak accidents with gold thread at the scene the only thing connecting all the victims is that they all arrived in 1912 on the titanic a passenger ship that none of them have ever heard of uh after further research sam finds that on its maiden journey across the the atlantic the titanic nearly hit an iceberg the first mate averted the disaster but the boys find his name to be suspiciously ip freely uh they find a picture of the titanic crew and who else but balthazar is the first mate He's such a child. He's such a child. My grandpa used to make that joke. Mr. <laughs> Mr. IP Freely. Okay, so Dean and Sam summon Balthazar, who says he went back and unsunk the Titanic because he didn't like the movie and the song My Heart Will Go On. How could Balthazar change history like that? Well, because there are no rules anymore. Yeehaw, anarchy. No gods, no masters. Uh, Balthazar reveals that Ellen and Joe are only alive because of his actions, but now about 50,000 people are going to be killed off by whatever is doing this. He then fucks off because, you know, he's Balthazar. Uh, Bobby has figured out that the thing killing these people are the fates trying to counter the damage that Balthazar has done to the timeline. The easiest way to fix the problem, of course, is to convince Balthazar to go back and resync the Titanic. But of course, the problem is that this would kill Ellen and Joe, and they don't want that. Uh, the next day, Sam and Dean try to speak with Sean Russo, who's one of the other blood relatives of the people who have gotten off. Uh, he's the guy who got killed by his garage door. He's his cousin. Uh, of course, despite the brother's best efforts, he gets hit by a bus and dies. It's pretty gruesome. Uh, then Sam notices the mysterious blonde woman looking out from a window, and they go to investigate. She opens all the gas valves in the kitchen, and when Dean uses his lighter to see, they explode. Well, they would have if Cass hadn't flown in and pulled them out. They ask why fate wants to kill them, because they don't have any connection to the Titanic. And Cass said that, well, when they averted the apocalypse and threw out the rules, they fucked her life up severely, so she hates their guts. Uh, And Cass says... Yeah, yeah. Cass says that the only weapon that will kill her is in Balthazar's hands, and Sam offers him and Dean up as bait so that they can kill her. Uh, Dean and Sam try to go about their business, but now that they could die in a freak accident at any moment, they are very anxious. It's very funny. 
Um, finally, a piece of machinery falls off a building and nearly crushes them, and while time is stopped, Cass and the Fate have a conversation. She calls her Atropos. She accuses Cass of ordering Balthazar to unsink the Titanic in order to create more souls to power his war machine. Hmm... Interesting. Uh, Cass says that he could kill her, but of course the other two fates won't rest until Sam and Dean are good and dead. But just as Balthazar is about to kill her, Cass stops him and agrees to resync the Titanic. Sam and Dean wake back up at Bobby's, thinking they both had the same weird dream. My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion is playing in the car. Then Cass appears and tells them that it was all real. He wants them to remember so they know who fate is and that they know Cass is fighting for freedom up in heaven. Cass doesn't mention anything about what Atropos accused him of, R.E. commanding Balthazar around. Uh, inside, Bobby's asleep and the boys are sad about how depressed their dad is. In the end. Yep. Um. Yeah. So, okay. So we have... So... 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 <sighs> So God gave one of the Greek fates a mission. So did God make the Greek fates? Or is she just oh. called Atropos because she likes the Greek version of her name the best? What's going on here? Is this a is this an endless situation where she's like outside of like godhood the same way death is? But in that case, why is death death and not Thanatos? These are the things I think about. Okay, first of all, there are all three of the fates. She does mention her two yes. other sisters. Also, by the way, she mentions her older sisters, doesn't she? I think so. I think so. She she mentions that the other two are scarier than her, right? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. She said yeah. bigger in every way or something like that. Okay, I guess she doesn't spe- explicitly say older, but uh, Atropos is the oldest one. Insane. She's like, she's the, the old lady in the of the... Actually, I don't know. I hmm, I think that's actually the Norns. Never mind. I don't think the Moray are different uh, in terms of age, but she is the she is the oldest, even if she do- is not like physically super old looking. Um, yeah. Um. Just googling Atropos says depicted as an old woman. God okay, forbid right. there'd be an old woman in Supernatural, though. Yep. And if there is one, I mean, she's gonna hit on Sam. I like the I like fate as like a mousy librarian bureaucrat. I think that's a fun mm-hmm. portrayal of fate, but it is weird that they went with the the oldest one. I guess it's because Atropos is the one that cuts the threads. Yeah. Oh. Well, presumably the other fates are doing these other murders elsewhere. Well, no, she is the one that cuts them, uh, and then the other ones uh, spin the thread and measure the thread. Okay. So yeah, it's so it's I mean, death, creation, episode. and time. Uh, well, sure, but I assume that the other fates are chilling out in California, killing people. Well, I feel like I feel like uh, Clotho and Lachesis would like not care as much because they're their creation and and like uh, uh, the, the present, saying. right? Like, so she's the one that she's endings, and so she's the one that's mad about this. Well, they, um, if there's more souls now, that did give them more work as well. I guess that's true. Just less complicated. Me when I have did they have to? And they would have to have made them as well. It's so uh, the like weird, the nature of reality being, like, free will is real, except for the fact that destiny slash determinism is enforced by actual beings is wild it's such a weird mm-hmm. uh cosmology beings that are following some kind of list so in reality is 
is free will even does free will even exist? Free will exists except for the of... fact that God has imposed like his own uh uh like script upon reality. Mm-hmm. God the... supernatural when supernatural is good it's good but it's only by accident. Mhm. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to get into gnosticism at all. Would you like to explain for the idiots in the audience, aka me, what that um, means? So Gnosticism is a heresy, um, is a, is a, <laughs> is a, <laughs> well, okay, Gnosticism is weird, because um, it was kind of alongside, uh, I don't know, all the various things with, like, all the various, like, monotheisms with, like, quote-unquote God are, like, weird and their origins are hard to trace. But Gnosticism was both uh, pre-Christianity and post-Christianity and was the idea that was was basically a uh, heretical explanation for the problem of evil, uh, at least later when it was outlawed by the church in, like, I think the 6th century, uh, which is that there's a evil god of the material realm uh that is like either evil or misled and is sometimes conflated with satan uh as like satan rules the the real world uh and then there is a higher there is a god of higher forms that is the god of spirituality that is the true god uh and also there's this whole thing with like sophia the the being of wisdom and like all people like know everything already and are just remembering things they already knew because everyone knew everything at the beginning of time or like when their soul was created or whatever. There's all sorts of fun things in Gnosticism. But basically, if you've ever played a JRPG where you kill God, that's Gnosticism. Gnosticism is all about God being destroyed and then the true God uh, like allowing you to achieve enlightenment or whatever. And it's because of certain things I know about where Supernatural's going. I wonder if we're going to dig into Gnosticism at all. I see. I see. So far, it hasn't really okay. come up, though. If the, name, if, if the name Sophia is ever uttered, though, my, my eyes are going to perk up. <laughs> Do the little awooga. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that's Atropos' uh, sh- shrug, I guess. I don't know. She never comes yeah. back. I, I saw on the IMD. Well, I don't know. Maybe she comes back but has a different actor, but this is the only time this actor will play her. I'm pretty sure she never comes back. <laughs> Sorry, Wyatt. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I was expecting it. Whenever the show introduces something, like, cool and weird, like, I was expecting Death to never come back also. <laughs> Death just has so much cunt-serving, like, personality <laughs> that they couldn't yeah, just make swag. him a uh-huh, character. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, too much swag. Same thing with Cass. Yeah, Atropos was fine. She, like, didn't really hit the same way. Although I did like her, like, little gremlin smile whenever she, like, fixed things up. It was, like, extremely, like, look of satisfaction on her face as she goes around writing people's names in her death note. Yeah, well, she's not writing so them; she's crossing them out, which makes it right. Sorry, crossing makes me crazy because she skipped note. like a couple lines. Why is she not going in order? I don't understand. Why are they? What order are they written in? Well, maybe <sighs> she's doing all the ones in this town, and then she'll move along, and the the names no, are like in alphabetical order. No, because I did pause. I don't have the timestamp, unfortunately, but the list it says the person's name, their job, the date, and the country. Um, and it doesn't seem like it's in any order I can figure out from, like, a couple minutes looking at it. Mm. Fascinating. 
Um, also, fun things about the the um, Moire, I guess, is uh, their parentage varies. Um, they were originally uh, daughters of Nyx and uh, Erebus, uh, but later they are daughters of Zeus and Themis, who is the uh, goddess, who is the the titan of um, justice and law. So interesting. There's something like culturally interesting to me in that regard. Of fate is originally night and is related to night and darkness and then is like brought out into the light in a weird way of being like the daughters of like the the god of gods and the goddess of justice mm -hmm. kind of uh showing the way that the culture yeah viewed fate yeah and now fate is culturally a bureaucrat uh-huh yeah so is everything in Supernatural, though. That's because she's American now. <laughs> yes. She got eaten by capitalism. F. They gave fate a nine-to-five. Right. Working nine All right, let's talk about this episode. Yep. Rip to this uh, dude. My first... Yeah. What is it with the people in this show and the blade safety? Yeah. Right? And... And also, immediately after writing that note, I went upstairs to get coffee and to make myself toast. And there's knives sticking up out of the the, the thing. <sighs> sticking blade up. And I'm like, y'all are going to turn me into someone in the first five minutes of a Supernatural episode. <laughs> You're a premonition of your death in, like, one of the many universes throughout the multiverse. Yes. I do Sometimes like the I, little... I... Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Sometimes I get out of a situation and I'm like, in another universe, I yep. just fucking die. Same, same, same. <laughs> I do that constantly. I've had a couple near-death experiences. Well, okay, not near-death experiences as in I died, but near-death experiences as in I was, like, two seconds from getting hit by a truck. So, did y'all catch the, like, rude Goldberg-ass way that yes. this guy dies with the mousetrap? Oh, yeah, trap? it's hilarious. It's absurd. I missed the mousetrap uh -huh. the first time I watched it. I was just like, oh, the ball bounced weird. The fact that it hits a mousetrap is so funny. Uh-huh. Particularly considering the Rube Goldberg. Yeah, here's here's what the transcript uh -huh. says. So this guy uh tried to grab his beer, but because it was moved, he knocks over a glass of nails. So he goes to sweep up the nails, um, unknowingly knocks over a skateboard. He then slips on the skateboard, yep. almost impales himself on a pair of garden shears, and accidentally knocks over a bucket of golf balls. He slips on one and falls, landing with his head directly underneath the garage door. A stray golf ball bounces onto a mouse, mouse trap, which goes off and causes the golf ball to fly towards the plank, propping up the garage door. The plank falls yep. and the garage door comes down on the man's neck. Gross. Um, so, that's crazy. This is exactly like Uriel from Lucifer Netflix. If, if, I think the big problem is, is he needs a, a plank to prop up his guitar, his, yeah, uh, garage, his garage literally. door. If he had fixed that, those things are dangerous. Don't prop that up with a plank. You get that fixed if it's broken. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was just a plank because I looked away at that moment. Um, yeah, it's just a single floor, plank. At least you should have two. This guy deserved to yeah. die. <laughs> um... <laughs> that was not an issue. I was like, garage. it's so funny for the golf ball to hit the garage door button and for it to come down that fast. But no, the plank makes yeah. much more sense. Um, bruh, bruh, people need dude. to be safer. Yep. 
Yeah, and he just I, lies there on his back for a little bit, which, like, fair, he's stunned. He just fell over, and he has no reason to believe yeah. that his door is about to slam down on him. But if I knew that my door was held up by a single plank, yeah. and I fell with my head outside the door, I'd get up really fucking fast. Yeah. Um, my The way my family entertains itself at family gatherings is watching um, America's Funniest Home Videos-esque uni- uh. YouTube videos. Um and I always think I'm like some people. Some people have too much of an anxiety disorder. Some people don't have enough. Yes, it's true. I think everyone needs a little bit of anxiety because otherwise they they do stupid dumb shit. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, why would you ever do that? That stupid dumb shit. Um, I also the garden chair fake out is really funny. Yes, it's really good. Especially considering bad day at Blackrock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This has big bad. This has big <laughs> bad day at Blackrock energy. Except it's not as funny. No, it's not. The point is not the the shenanigans. Yeah, the shenanigans are just a nice little sprinkle on top. Ah, uh, the bit with the boys later where they keep that running into funny, do- yeah. more dangerous and dangerous things is very funny. The knife throwers like made me crack up. Um, anyway, Bobby is feverishly drinking booze. Oh, it's so bad. Oh my god, Bobby. Like, he goes, he, like, picks up a bottle, sees it's, it goes to pour it into a cup, sees it's almost empty, finishes it, and then pours himself another glass from a new bottle. Oh, man, Bobby. And Sam and Dean are just like, you say something, you say something. Literally right in the door, Bobby's like, I can hear you, Chuckleflex. They're babies. Uh huh. They throw they throw rock paper yes, scissors. Yes, they do. To yes. See. He's right and there. Sam, yeah, Sam, you idiot! You forgot Dean always Dean throws always scissors. picks scissors. Yeah, it's a cute I like that wall. little detail. Yeah. Dean did throw scissors. Sam made the mistake of throwing paper. Yep. Uh, but yeah, even even though he's got a wife now, he's still not handling. He's he's still same old Bobby. Uh huh. Does not handle the death of his ex-husband very well. Yeah. This very, very, okay. This very scene. Cool. This scene. Give me a second here. Um, very cool Sam goes. It was. It was tough for all of us seeing Rufus funny. School like that. Sam, it's not the same. It's not the same. Um, you didn't. You weren't the one who stabbed him. You did not have yeah. the same Sam relationship with him. What are you yeah. talking? It was tough for all of us, bitch. Um, Sam literally had, like, such a meltdown when he killed people when he was possessed by a fucking demon. Like, Sam, yeah. you should know better. Yeah. Um, And then Dean says, Bobby, he wasn't just a poker buddy. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> we know that, Dean. A, a um, poker, yes. poker, poker, poker buddy. Um, And Bobby you says, you know when I knew Rufus was done for? The day I met him. The only question was uh. who first, him or me. Um, Exactly like Jess saying... I was dead from the moment we said hello. Hello? Uh, well, and also him, that, that like, subtly implies that he's dead too, right? Uh, like, Bobby, this, this shows us Bobby's philosophy about hunters, which are, they are the walking dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, this show is so sad. <laughs> Also, he asked for them to get him an Irish coffee. He was going to double fist whiskey and Bailey's coffee. God. My my guy, your liver. He's not coping. I do like Dean's, uh, we're not going to sit here and let watch him poop out his liver. I yeah. Like that. 
I don't think that's how uh, liver cirrhosis works, but you know. No. It's a fun visual. <laughs> <laughs> that's one word for it. What is their new car? I think it's a Mustang. It's a Mustang. Yeah, Mustang, it's a black Mustang, Mustang. with two yeah, brown yeah. stripes. Honestly, like, similarly cool car. Like, si similar vibes to the Impala. It's Bizarro World. Yeah. From the top, it looks like the Impala, kind of. I don't know anything about cars, so don't get mad it's at me. It's got the classic car silhouette. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ellen threatens him with a shotgun to get him to try to stop drinking. Yeah. Now, okay, here's my confession. The first time I watched this episode, I was so mad that Bobby was suddenly heterosexually married in the middle of his grieving Rufus that I forgot Ellen was dead. <laughs> Incredible. I was so caught up in the anger of hetero-watching Bobby that for a moment I lived in a world where Ellen was not dead. Yeah, exactly what happened to me. I literally forgot... Um, until, like, halfway through the episode, I was like, oh, yeah, she's not supposed to be here. <laughs> All the other Bizarro World things didn't clue you in. No, I, I mean, thought... the, the Mustang, I was like, wow, something is wrong. But I wasn't like, and why is Ellen here as soon as she showed up? I was like, why is Ellen being heterosexual? <laughs> I thought all of their scenes together were very sweet. It was cute. They were, yeah. I'm not, like, a big Ellen Bobby believer because, honestly, they don't interact very much in the show. Yeah. But, like, this is cute. Bobby needs no. somebody to take care of him. Exactly, exactly. It is It is very much... The thing is, is I could see... It's very much the, like, off-screen, I can see this having worked in, like, an alternate universe in the fact that, like, uh -huh. you know, they're of similar ages, they both, like, lost someone in horrible hunter-related accidents, they're both kind of, like, gruff, but also have hearts of gold, like... They both they, have they, the they, same kids. Yeah, they both hate <laughs> John Winchester. Yeah, and, like, I can see them, like, being compatible in that way. Like, their scenes together work. Mm -hmm. They have chemistry. They're cute. Yeah, they have this, like... Like, she, I can't remember what she says. She tells him to go wash up while she makes food, and he says, don't order me around, Ellen. She gives him this little shove. It's, it's so cute. I, I love it when... The ball and chain thing is bad, but I love it when it's a joke. Yeah. And also when it's mutual. Yeah, I mean, they, they joke, like, weirdly, even though it, like, they would have just recently gotten married, they have the vibes of people who've been married for, like, 20 years and just, like, casually fuck with well, each other. I think the intention is that they have been married for a while because there's a picture of the they, of them. Uh, are they that much younger in the picture? I thought they were. I thought the implication was that was fairly recent. No, because Bobby opened the like the okay the the auto repair shop is like more or less a cover so that he can just like live like mm. an animal. Um, <laughs> like it used to obviously before he became a hunter, but um. I think the implication is that in this universe, rather than, well, Bobby's still probably married and killed Karen, but, like, sometime after that, he and Ellen got married. I don't okay. think it's recent. He's just, he's wearing, like, basically the same clothes in that, no, he's wearing exactly the same outfit in that picture <laughs> as he is in Bobby the scene. Bobby only has, Bobby two has which one like, outfit, No, I know, so. that's valid, but that's what made me think it was taken more recently. No, that's oh, fair. To be honest, they probably just were like, okay, hey, uh, pose in front of this green screen. Yeah, no. picture that we're going to put you in front of. It was probably is, the same day. Looking at it, it does look like they took some of the gray out of his, like, hair, so. 
I, I can see which, it Speaking of which, Ellen has been. dyed her hair. That's valid of her. No, it's, it That's is valid. Do anything. I, I, Good for her. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I just, I was like, that is a, a my mother um, dyed her hair mm-hmm. from the time she was 20 until the time she was like 51. Um, <laughs> so I know what boxed dye brown looks like. Mm-hmm. Totally valid, but I was like, she dyed her hair. Yep. She's valid for it, but I was like, I know what that looks like on a middle-aged woman. Yep. Uh, so the boys go off investigating and talk to the most, they talk to Sean Russo, the most New York man in existence. <laughs> and they're in fucking Illinois, aren't they? Or in Wyoming? I don't know. Where, where I, are they at? Maybe they're they... not in New York. Well, they're in, isn't, aren't they in Wyoming in the next episode? I don't think it's specified. I thought they oh, went to is. New York. They're in, the the first guy dies in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, they're all in the same town. So they're all in Pennsylvania. Are they all in the same town? I thought the point was that yeah, they were spread out. The f- the cold open guy the is f- in Chester, Pennsylvania. Um, um, then they go investigate that guy, and it's the cousin. So right there, yeah, they're in Chester, Chester Pennsylvania. Okay, well, this guy... Yeah, this the reason... Mis- it's in one newspaper. So right. the people who have just recently okay. died are all in the same town. Well, well... Which makes Sean, sense because families don't generally move across the Sean Russo. Well, Sean... Mr. 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 Russo is from New York. He's walking here. He's, he's walking here. <laughs> he is literally like this is the the in a different movie. This is the lawyer who has mob connections. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is the off-brand like like mafia lawyer guy. Uh huh. He's fun. Rip to him. Yeah. F. What a way to go. <laughs> he also looks like a little bit like Adam Sandler. <laughs> Oh my god. What if Adam Sandler was more Italian? Mm-hmm. Also, his, like, uh... I can't remember what kind of... What the pattern on that tie is called, but he's got one of those, like, fancy curlicue pattern ties, which is good. Paisley? A fleur-de-lis? Oh. I'm not looking at no. him, so... Yeah, let me take a look. 923 um... is a good close-up on him. Also, he has, like, a uh, I... very fancy watch. And he's got another one of those, wait, he's got another one of those weird astrolabe desk toy things that Jensen Ackles had in in The French Mistake. Oh. What's up with these things? <laughs> it's like a really fancy argyle. It's got silver in it, at least in the one on the picture of the bus. Argyle, thank you, thank in, you, thank you. I thought argyle would be one that you would know, so that's why I didn't suggest it. I, I, I don't have words many, many of the time. <laughs> That's valid. Me neither. Um, what's up with these astrolabes? Is this a thing? It's probably just something they had in the prop department. Yeah, Maybe it's just their prop. Maybe I think it is the same one. I'm gonna go back and look. Also, he has like a statue of a pug. God, just, just great. I just love. He probably has a pug at home. The astrolabe is so funny to me because it's placed so prominently in the middle of the desk, in between him and Dean. Like normally, desk toys are off to one side. I love the idea of this guy just plonking his astrolabe down right in the middle of his desk, and being like, "No, you have to look at me play with this while we talk." If you can't handle me playing with my astrolabe, you don't deserve me at my paying attention to you. <laughs> So true, I guess. 
Um, peek behind I the curtain for the past half also, hour. I've been untangling my yarn. I I should oh, say okay. I've been calling it an astrolabe because it has astro in it, and I always confuse this. It's an orrery. I always confuse orreries mm. and astrolabes for that reason because orreries look like they should be called astrolabes. <laughs> but an orrery is, is like what a... I am thinking of in terms of the thing that is like the three D like concentric circle model of like pl like planets orbiting each planets. other. Planets. Yep. That's an astrolabe. An astrolabe is is one of those like things you use to like see the stars, one of those little like, oh, uh, like clock little, thingies. It looks like a pocket watch. Yeah. That looks sick. Oh, I see. Okay. I mean, yeah, cuz cuz an astrolabe, you could you can have like 3D ones. Uh I mean, they still look different than that, but they're like yeah, they're for they're for calculating astronomical positions. They are ex extremely cool. Man, people are so cool. I was thinking about the Antikythera mechanism the other day. Yeah, people are so cool. <laughs> I can't believe that. I can't believe it sunk. A year where the Antikythera mechanism survived. I have no idea. What, what are you talking Wait, about? Wait, you don't know about the Antikythera mechanism? No! It's 10,000. Some Greek dude made a computer in like... Oh, oh right, right. Like, I don't know the name. Before the, like... 2000 years ago that could do like extremely wild shit for for like could perform calculations like it was an or it's like the most complicated orrery ever made and was like basically w was an analog computer like had yeah. like ram predict astronomical like, positions and eclipses decades in advance it is it is like mathematically like it is a it is a work of absolute genius that's incredible can't believe they never that's did so that on cool. doctor who i know mm -hmm. that wasn't like in the background it should have been in the background of the um the dalek episode in the museum <laughs> um so back to supernatural yep yeah um, We've got our D Doctor is, Who reference for the day. <laughs> this is where Dean says accidents don't just happen accidentally. And then uh -huh. he like pauses and processes that that was a stupid thing to say, and he goes, "You know what I mean?" Well, it's such a I Dean thing. Dean, to, you it's, are so stupid. It's such a supernatural thing to say too, because it's true. Mm -hmm. Like things don't happen to them accidentally because they're the pawns of fate. Then Dean gives the worst interview in the world, where he's like, "Did any of your relatives own a slave?" He's so bad at this. Like, they should have sent Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, they use the anti-Romani slur like they do, yes. two or three mm -hmm. times in this episode. Yep. <laughs> Which I mean, most most That's people now don't even recognize it as a slur, but yeah. still, just be aware of that if you're gonna watch the episode. Um. Then Sam says, four generations of picket fence." Love it. Uh, it is not the same orrery. The one in the one that Dean has is uh, does not have the little dots on it. It's just concentric circles. Why do they have two of these? What is going on? Somebody went mad on a buying spree, and they were like, "All right, fine, we'll turn it into the props." Yep. Um. Yeah, but yeah, they're from Calabria. Which I know which is about. A region in Italy, yes. Yes. 
which uh, there's a very good short like novella by the guy who wrote The Last Unicorn called In Calabria. You're such a nerd. <laughs> um, the second person who dies from Atropos, the woman whose scarf gets pulled into the printer, um, sorry, the copy machine, rather, um, is, like, advertising the Trump casino. Yep. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> Yep. that hit different in 2022 yep the uh the time stop thing is fun mm -hmm. yes i do like it uh, atropos is a little gremlin she's enjoying herself she's like she could make these deaths easier but she's like now nah, i'm gonna have fun she's in a bad mood she is in a bad mood but in that like spiteful like like smiling way of being like i'm gonna cause chaos because i'm in a bad mood but uh yeah rip to this lady Strangled by a printer. Yep. It's uh not a good way to go. It feels like exactly the same situation as like um also Bad Day at Black Rock when Sam was cursed. Um and then like the air conditioner yes. started like making noises and he went over to try <laughs> yes. to pat it out. Yes. Um if the copy machine is like sparking, call IT. Don't stick yeah, your no. hands in there. Yeah. Yeah. She starts pressing buttons and I'm like, Queen, that's not gonna do anything but confuse it. I thought she was going to get electrocuted, but instead she got strangled. Uh, they call Bobby, and are like, hey, Bobby, are you okay? Or sorry, I guess they call Ellen. Um, and are like, is Bobby okay? And she says she's kicking his ass back to health and happiness. <laughs> I love her. Um, the gender politics of this are also not ideal, I think. Um, but whatever. Well, like her cooking? No, not her cooking. Just like in general, just like Bobby needs a female caretaker to make sure that he doesn't kill himself like it's fine i like whatever i don't know it feels like ellen instead of being a person who is also mourning a friend is bobby's emotional support person yeah that's fair mm -hmm. i do like that she's she's like casually drinking a beer she's making soup and then pours some in the soup mm -hmm. i agree with you i just like ellen and was happy to see her yeah. <laughs> the two sides of supernatural this is hmm this is extremely normative, but also, I like this character. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, uh, anyway, then we get the Titanic, which did not sink. Haha. -ha. Um, and Sam looks this up on Marconi pages? I don't know. I, I was kind like... What kind of mafioso search engine is that? <laughs> I know. I, I, I couldn't tell whether this was a thing. I, I can't remember, um... I don't know whether this has shown up before or whether this was another, like, small nod toward this being an alternate universe, but also, like, they always have made-up websites. It's, they don't, like, feature Wikipedia. But anyway, I think yeah. this was named after the guy who invented the radio. Uh, Guglielmo Marconi. Good for him. Because, you know, telecommunications, com computer, the internet. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense. I don't know why else they would use the name Marconi. Uh, and then Balthazar shows up. Hi, Balthazar. He hates that movie. Yeah, he does. <laughs> They're like, who's Celine Dion? And he's like a lounge singer in Quebec. Thank God. <laughs> That's very funny. I didn't realize that that movie was what skyrocketed her, skyrocketed her career. I don't know if I know any other Celine Dion song. Yeah, I don't know if I do either. <laughs> 
But also, I don't know most songs. Um, That's true. Were we in? Was this was this Titanic era? How do people feel about the Titanic now? I have no clue. I've seen it once when I was in a hotel for a birthday party when I was um eight. So I just remember seeing titties and being like, "No!" It's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't because I definitely there was definitely Titanic Kate era, and I feel like I and I don't know. I don't know. It's it's fine as a mo- like I don't I don't know because it's girly or whatever. I think mo- a lot of current Titanic Kate is just like it's so dumb that she didn't let him on the door. Like, oh, I was about to say no. That was old Titanic Kate too. That was I heard that on the yeah, playground at school. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that's a common cultural talking point about the highest grossing one of the highest grossing movies of all time until Avatar. <laughs> Sequel to that's coming out soon. Shut the fuck up. Oh wait, no, you mean you mean um Jim Cameron. Yes, I mean Avatar. Avatar. I mean the I, I mean the highest the grossing. Airbender. No, that's not the highest grossing movie of all time. I I no, didn't no. hear that part. I just had a shiver run through me all when right, you mentioned fine. Avatar, and I mean oh man, I was movie. so so my book club just finished <laughs> Left Hand of Darkness, and for some reason we started talking about Avatar while we were talking about the end of Left Hand of Darkness, and our club leader revealed. I'm putting I'm putting you on blast right now, Ben. I know you're not listening to this. <laughs> revealed to us that he has only seen the live action TLA movie. <gasps> And the entire book club exploded into horrified gasps. And now we're like, we need to make Ben watch the first few episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender. Book and club like, you're movie only moderately point. in front of this Ben person because you haven't seen anything. I know. Yeah, you haven't seen... You're, you're at neutral. He's at negative. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned next for our uh, Avatar The Last Airbender podcast. There's probably so many. I mean, I guess there's so many Supernatural podcasts, too. Yeah, we are officially but on the wiki page, though. Not all of them though. are like us. Yeah. It's true. They don't have what we have. <laughs> what do we have, Ash? pronouns before we got at it, but it's fine. <laughs> ah, rip. <laughs> um, we have our names on the Wikipedia page. But those ones do, too. Not all of them. All right. Okay. Fine. Um. Okay. So, Balthazar doesn't like the Titanic. Uh. He's such a little bastard. I know he's like kind of covering for Cass also. Um. Mm-hmm. But like, oh man, you think maybe because there's like, there's a lot of historical disasters that could have been averted to cause more lives. Like I don't know, they could have done the Hindenburg. Um. Okay. Pump. Well. Yeah, I don't think they would have. I I feel like the reason why uh they did a fairly recent one is because the butterfly effect of tracks, yes, doing yes. a disaster that far back would have been too much. Um, yeah, it probably it would have been. Yeah, but, but it would have been uh, so many lives that would have been great for Cass. Right, but Cass I think also even doesn't. Cass is not that. Yeah, I feel like if reckless. you mess with history too much, like Sam and Dean are never born, and then like you have the whole apocalypse problem. Uh huh. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, it could have could have stopped the Hindenburg, could have stopped the Titanic. Uh, our, our, they did stop the Titanic, is what I. Yeah, they chose the Titanic. Um, I was trying to name a couple other disasters, but I'm blanking. Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Only like a hundred people died in Chernobyl, though. 
That's not that many. Um, uh, 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 God, why am I blanking on the names? The ones in Japan. Hiroshima Although I suppose Nagasaki? since, uh... Yeah. Those hadn't happened. I, I suppose- oh, I mean, the no, I feel like s- things of that historical significance also. Like, the yeah. Titanic was a disaster, but it didn't have, it like, vast event. geopolitical- Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Also, because Supernatural is only American, uh, things that happened in Japan do not matter. Uh-huh. Also, that wasn't an accident. Y- yes. True. <laughs> Think of other. I feel like there are other big disasters. I guess the Titanic is one of the more, most famous ones. Again, not an Again, accident. Not an accident. I know, but wouldn't it be so funny? <laughs> it would be very funny. Supernatural undid. If they had to choose to redo nine eleven, oh my god. <laughs> god. They would have gotten Sam taken out there. Truly, <laughs> how far up your own ass can you go? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love. I guess not that far. Um. Lot. Anyway, I, let's, let's stop talking about disasters. It's fine. I think maybe, like, I'm curious if Cass, like, went down his, like, list of disasters and, like, looked at fate echoing out or whatever and picked the one where his buddies would have their friends come back from the, from the butterfly Aww. effect of that also. Oh, almost certainly. Because he could have picked other ones. Dean's happiness influences everything yep. Cass does. Yep. I feel like also, I wonder, like, I feel like Balthazar is also not really lying. He's like, I hated that movie. So I wonder if it's the thing oh, where, no, like, absolutely. he went to Balthazar. Balthazar was like, oh, yeah, I hate that movie. Sure, sure, my man. <laughs> yeah. Wikipedia has a list of accidents and disasters by death toll. Um, mm. And in the all cause disasters of it does. category, um, so like everything, um, including like disease and armed conflict and whatever, COVID is at number seven. Oof. I think it's because it's sorted by deaths per year. I'm so tired of living in a society. Yeah. Is the is the colonization of North America number one? Well, that's not really an accident. I guess it was a disaster. It was um, a disaster. No, number one in this list of deaths per year is Spanish flu. Oh, yeah, the Spanish flu was, yeah. And then World War II. That's the thing, is the colonization of North America, it was a lot of different kinds of illnesses, whereas the Spanish flu was one big illness that killed loads of people, like, killed, like... Oh, I could start this by date, that's nice. Castiel averts the Spanish flu. Yeah, there's a couple of, um, there's the 1520 Mexico smallpox epidemic, and... I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's somewhere else in Mexico, epidemic of 1545 to 1548, um, both of which are 9th and 11th, respectively. There's a, there's a kid, <laughs> as we go down this road, there's a Kim Stanley Robinson novel I've been meaning to read called The Years of Rice and Salt, which is, what if uh, Europe was absolutely destroyed by the Black Plague? What if it killed 99% of the population of Europe? Uh, how would the re- how would like history be different? Which is an interesting. That is interesting. There's an entire category on this page for amusement parks. <laughs> <laughs> Elevator incidents. Wow! Wow! Twenty eight people. There's a lot of explosions. 
Dust explosion. Dust Industrial explosion. Industrial disasters. Yeah. Maritime disasters. Nuclear and radiation ex- accidents. Rail accidents and disasters. Road. Uh, that is a lot of people Can't to die in one it. road accident. Uh, smog, space exploration, sporting events, sporting events, that's a long list, crowd crushes, structural collapses, structural fires. I feel like I'm doing a content warning list. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is a very depressing Wikipedia page. I'm going to close it. Uh-huh. Let's get back to Supernatural. There's a lot of explosions Castiel could have prevented. How many people died in the Titanic? Like, I think it was in, like, the 12th. Fifteen hundred. I was close. Wait, only fifteen hundred? Yeah. God, literally less than two thousand people. Yeah. Not, not to say only. I mean, you know, any death that could be prevented is a tragedy. But so he could also I mean, he the... could also have stopped the Corriere mine disaster in France. Well, in slightly less he doesn't people, need but... a maximum number of deaths prevented because he even with only quote unquote. Um, what was it? Twelve thousand people. You said um, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's fifty thousand people, yeah, people. Yeah, according to Supernatural, um, who should never have been. There's born. a lot. Oh, hey, the um, there's a bigger uh, maritime disaster before the t- like earlier than the Titanic. The the Titanic, the Texing, um, sixteen hundred people in eighteen twenty two. Okay, enough of this. Was that an American maritime disaster? No, I just said it was. I just never mind. Um. (laughs) Anyway, I like to think that he picked the specific one for for the boys. Uh huh. Um. Any other Balthazar notes? I love him. Uh, It is really funny that they're like he goes. I hated that movie, and they go, "What movie?" He says exactly. My dad was walking through the yeah. room at that line, and he laughed at it. Yeah, it is funny. Um, I do like uh, also his lines like, oh, the Titanic. Yeah, well, it was meant to sink, and I saved it. It was meant to bash this iceberg thing and plunge in the briny deep with all this hoopla, and I saved it. Anything else I can answer for you? Yeah. I know. He's oh, like, at the end of... He's like, I saved a... Go. Sorry. <laughs> he's like, I saved a bunch of people. I thought you guys loved that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, at the end of this scene, uh, they're trying to, like, pressure him into doing what they want, right? And Balthazar goes, oh, uh, sorry, you have me confused with the other angel, you know, the one in the dirty trench coat who's in love with you? Yeah! Screams into my hands for 70 years. What the fuck? They said the quiet part out loud. They said the quiet part out loud. Eric and Nicole, your days are numbered. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know it's bad when Castiel's ex sees it. <laughs> very funny that he's like one leg. It's very funny that he names Billy Zane for the Titanic. I know he's the villain, but like. Um, also, uh, when Sam says you totally butterfly affected history, Dean says, dude, dude, rule one, no Kutcher references. <laughs> Just throwing shade on actors in this episode. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, after dropping that bomb, Balthazar just dips out. Yeah, he's like, bye. Bye. <laughs> I feel like Balthazar would say, bye. 
Um, anyway, we get a lot of chatting about Fate, because they keep finding yep. the thread, and Bobby's like... Yeah, I think it's very dumb that Fate's magic book would, like, shed tinsel, yes, but alright. Yes, it is dumb, but, it's you fine. know, I like the idea clues, of the golden the string, like, I like the way that they brought yeah. in Fate's thread, it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like Sam's like, how do we save 50,000 people? It's a bit, it's a, it's a bit much. Also very, yeah. uh, are these characters of, of, I, there's an interesting thing of like, both Bobby and Ellen repeat the line of like, never being born is different from dying painfully, which I guess is true, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's an interesting philosophical question. It is. Yeah, like, they're not technically killing those people by sinking the boat. But aren't they? Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's it's like the trolley problem, right? Yeah. Except instead of choosing someone to get hit by a trolley, you're like, okay, there's people that will be hit by a trolley and then will never have existed to be hit by a trolley. Like, as far as, like, harm done, like, in that way, it's better. But as far as, like, potential life loss... I don't know. It's it's yeah. a, a, a it's a fun philosophical question. It's interesting because yeah. like I would rather exist and die than not exist. However, if I didn't exist, I wouldn't be around to think about whether or not I would prefer to exist. So yeah, if you didn't exist, you wouldn't care. Yeah. Also, I like that um, because of Ellen and Joe, there's personal stakes to this episode. Um, yes. Because otherwise, it would be like an abstract. Otherwise, we just like yeah, just do and it. In this but, case, to like, yeah. all right, well, we don't want this to happen. Well, and also the thing, I, the thing I particularly like about that is if it was an abstract philosophical question, they would all just say, "Oh yeah, sink the Titanic, it's fine." Exactly. But because of Ellen yeah. and Joe, they're like, "Well, we can't have we because we because yeah. we know there's one personal of them. stakes on the easier side." Yeah. Uh huh. Also, they are in a way killing Ellen and Joe because they died horribly. They they will not cease to exist. They will yes. go back to being dead because they exploded. Yeah. Sorry, Elena. Yes. Joe. So it, it, it's less Joe. Uh, philosophical than that. I know, we didn't even get to see Joe. Yeah, we couldn't get her back. Maybe she was busy. Yeah. The actress. Um. Anyway, rip to Mr. Russo. Yeah. Oof. That was, His like, blood very all bloody. the way down the street. It was so bloody. Street pizza. It was bad. I mean, if you if you like slow down, like him getting hit by the bus, it looks extremely funny because it's obviously oh, yeah. CGI and it does not look very good. But it happens so fast that it doesn't really matter. It like works in that moment. But I did have to go back and be like, I want to see this in slow mo because it'll be funny. <laughs> this is again a classic like Final Destination like fates out there to get uh-huh. you situation. Like we just save someone and then immediately. Boom. Yeah. Also, yeah. of course, on the back of the bus is an ad for his law services. Yep. And it's Dean's so like, funny. haha, too soon. And Sam's like, six seconds is too soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the way it's, it's, I'm just rewatching over and over him getting hit by the bus. It's so funny. Because <laughs> he's just standing there. Like, he, he almost, like, Cause, cause I think it's super, it's either like superimposed over or something. Cause like the actor just falls like, <laughs> and it's very funny because you can see his shoulders tense up for him, like getting ready to fall forward. It's very silly. 
And also she just explodes into blood immediately. It's really funny. <laughs> I'm posting I'm posting this frame. Um, then Sam spots Atropos and says that she looks like a librarian. Dean says, your kind of librarian or my kind of librarian? Uh, he says, well, she was wearing clothes, so... Then Dean says, well, let's go talk to her. And Sam says, talk. Dean says, yeah, you know. And, like, flashes his gun, talk. Yep. Um, hated that. Yep, that's, that's, uh -huh. that's them. Uh, hunters communicate with guns. Even with people they like. Gestures to Ellen early in the episode. <laughs> yep. Um, this this scene really proves how easy it would actually be to kill the boys, but they are protected oh, yeah. by fate, and this time fate's like, I'm gonna kill them. Mm -hmm. It's not easy not being the main character, is it, boys? Yep. <laughs> Explo um, like yeah, just 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 them. just put bombs in any location that they might show up, and then just blow them up. It's easy. It's really easy to kill people that way. It is, if you just blow them up. Yeah. <laughs> like a I'm shifter could do it so easily. Just like heist some thinking. bombs and then kill them. Anyway. Human beings die so easily. If you, yep. So long as you don't get within six feet of them, what are they going to yep. do? If they can't see you and you're not like within punching distance, like just snipe them from across the, the street. Poison man. their food. Poison their food, yeah. Anyway, Cass saves Gabriel them. Gabriel had the right idea. They end up... What, does he say he brought them to Russia? He says white he Russia. He says white Russia. I don't know what that is. I think there was something in the trivia section, but I don't know what it was. But give me a second. Um. Uh, oh, it's Belarus? Yeah. No, um, that's white Ruthenia. <laughs> it says... This is an old term for Belarus and maybe a hint that the Russian Revolution of 1917 that led to the formation of the Soviet oh. Union didn't occur. <laughs> what okay. the fuck did you do, Kaz? <laughs> the Soviet really Union funny. doesn't exist. Russia That's might not really have dropped funny. out of World War One. That's a way bigger change. Buddy. He's so funny. Uh-huh. Um... Anyway, hi, Bestie. Hi, Cass. I love him. Uh, I love him. It was like, why did Faye try to kill us? And he says, well, I imagine she harbors a certain degree of rage toward you. Yeah, he's so funny. She hates your asses. <laughs> he said, well, you suck. Uh, and then Dean's like, okay, so what are we doing, Cass? He'll just go kill her. So he goes, kill fate? And he says, do you have another suggestion? Cass is in he's war machine mode. Yeah, he's like, I don't have time for stupid yep. questions, Sam. Yep. Also, he's so, he feels, he's he's like, oh, I'm so clever. He's like, we'll make it easy for her. I think you have an expression for it. Tempting fate. I love you, Cass. He's like, ah, yes, I understand I the, the human humans. reference. <laughs> yeah. I understand the, the turns of phrase. How do you do, fellow humans? Yeah, also um, Dean says, um, talking about Balthazar, he says, you need new friends, Cass. And Cass says, I'm trying to save the ones I have, Dean. Yeah, those are his yeah, friends. Yeah, Those are his friends. Also, Ellen and Joe are his friends. They yeah. have a drinking thing together. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, 
also, uh, so we get this last scene between uh, Bobby and Ellen where she's like, dying is not the same as ever being born. Um, and he he tells them everything. Sorry about the dogs. Uh, he tells her everything. And uh, she says, whatever happens, happens. Bobby says, that's my point. Nothing's meant to be. Whether we're together is at the whim of some dick angel. This is the like... There is no such thing as destiny except for the fact that it is enforced by beings with agency. Mm -hmm. um, and she says, she tells him to relax. He's like, I can't, we need you, especially me. And she says, I know. And this is the last scene yeah. of them together. Also, the we need you, especially <sighs> me is, um, hold on to that. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then after that very sad scene, we get this very funny scene. Yes. So he basically One way or another already. literally starts One playing. Oh, no. Yeah, it's great. They, let's see. People keep, like, going skateboarding next to the yep. dogs or barking There's at them. There's a guy them. with a nail gun. Yeah. They come across these guys th juggling axes. Uh -huh. Juggling, um, and, yeah, blades and then torches. Yep. And then for some fucking reason they just walk through the center rather than walking I know, around, I know. Like well, you're, oh, you're no. interrupting the reason, these guys the reason, routine. The reason, the reason is because they're trying to tempt fate. They're trying they're, to lure her here so they're deliberately rude, putting them. themselves in danger. And she's like, no, that's too obvious. Yeah, so, well, I'll drop a piano on them. Yeah, I mean I it's, know it's not a piano. It's, it would be more funny if they died in this way than getting killed by an air conditioner. They got the Chidi Anagonia uh -huh. treatment. Yep. Uh, anyway, time freezes. Which is good. It looks really good. Yeah, it does look really uh -huh. cool. Um, and then Cass and Atropos talk. Yep. And he says, let's not get emotional. Um, misogyny? I'm canceling Yeah. Uh-huh. And she says, I had a job. God gave me a job. We all had a script. I worked hard. I was really, really good at what I did until the day of the big prize fight. And then what happens? You throw out the book. Castiel says, freedom is more preferable. Freedom? This is chaos. How is it better? I went to heaven just to ask what to do next, and no one would even talk to me. It's like, I need to know what happens next. It's very, I don't know, it's very interesting. Yeah, then she accuses him of doing this on purpose for the souls. Yeah. Um, and he just fucking gaslights her about it. He's like, no, I didn't. Why would I? You don't know what yep. you're talking about. You're confused. Okay. And she says, you can't just mint money. He's so money. problematic. <laughs> Twirls Which, my hair. by the way, you can just mint money. <laughs> Money's yeah. fake. Money is fake. But it works for the war machine metaphor. Um, mm hmm she calls them. She calls the boys her uh, his uh, two favorite pets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, she's like, "My sisters are scarier and bigger." Uh, Balthazar is like behind her with the blade, and he's like, "Okay, stop." And she turns around, and Balthazar goes, "Awkward." Yep. It's so funny. He's like mid swing too. One foot off the ground. It's so good. And Castiel gives up his 50,000 soul lead to protect the boys because he loves them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are his friends. Those are his friends. He's trying to protect the ones he's got. Yeah. 
Um, so the boys disappear back into the car. The air conditioner hits the ground. Everything is over. Yep. Um, Zane refers to Balthazar not liking Titanic as having a hate on for Billy Zane. Yep. And then Cass I mean, shows up does, with his tie on very, he does say very he backwards. Doesn't like his tie on is backwards. This is where his tie is on backwards. I don't know if it's been oh. backwards the whole time, but it definitely is now. I did not notice that. Hmm. That's very funny. He's harried. He's having a bad time. He's so busy, and you guys are bothering him all the time. Um. Then Sam says, "So you killed fifty thousand people for us. For us, sure." He like, like looks at you. <laughs> he likes Sam. She wouldn't have done it just for Sam. He though. does like Sam. They're friends. He would not have probably. Well, he would have. He would have. He would have uh, argued a little bit more about it. All Dean has to do is turn the puppy eyes on him. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and so he left them the memory because he's like, I wanted you to know who fate is. She's cruel and capricious. Yeah. Um Then Dean then is like, says, Well, Titanic didn't are you are you ready for this part? Or are you still talking about important things? I'm I'm talking about important things because he says, You're the ones who taught me that you can make your own destiny. You don't have to be ruled by fate. You can choose freedom. I still believe that's something worth fighting for. I just yeah. wanted you to understand that. Which, that's interesting to me. Yeah, I know this is, like, themes we've hit before, but I like it when they show up. Mm-hmm. He's a freedom fighter. But it's interesting that, like, he believes this, but also he still, like, he still succumbs to it. He still agrees with her in the end. He still sets things back to what they were. Yeah. He's a freedom fighter with a really bad crush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. I don't get. Like Uriel said way back when, he has this weakness. He likes you. Balthazar could have just killed her though, and then she wouldn't have been around to threaten the boys. Well, her sisters were. That well, was but the her point. sisters would have come back. Yeah, but then they could have killed them too. But then who well, would kill people? What Atropos? What Atropos says is, you have a time to watch them every moment of every day. Fate strikes when you least yeah, expect it. Yeah, it's true. It. It's, true. No, it's true. No, it's true. It's true. Now I get it. I get it. Um, and also, I mean. I don't know, like, what is the world without these, like, beings shaping it? Like, because the implication is that it could still go on, but also, like, I guess with the death episode, people got healed without death intervening, but also, what is that? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, not, it's not meant to be coherent, but... <laughs> anyway, Bobby Sleepy. Sleepy Bobby. Wait, wait, this is the part... Oh, right, 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 right. Um, right Dean right, says, right. Titanic didn't suck that bad, and Sam gives him a look for liking a chick flick, and Dean goes, Winslet's rack, and Cass flies away. Cass just and leaves. Dean says, I'll tell you one thing about Cass. He does not appreciate the finer things. He's literally been gay. <laughs> uh -huh. He's literally gay, Dean. Uh -huh. The only rack he cares about is yours. <laughs> yeah, he kissed Meg as an experiment. And was like, that eh, was didn't feel anything. That was the that was the confirming. Like, yep. Just want to make sure. Just want to yep. make sure that very sexily making out with a woman is not doing it for me. Yep. No. Okay. Good to know. 
Um, um then they go sleepy talk Bobby. Bobby in. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's like, should we wake him? And Dean says, nah, it's probably the best he's felt all week. And then, yeah, tucks him in. <laughs> it's a cute ending to the episode. It's sad, but it's cute. And then we get, a, we get a like slow like f- zoom in focus on the photo that used to have Ellen in it, which is, is yeah. good. It's sad. Yeah. That's the episode. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Themes have been talked about. Uh, actors, they are. Um, Sean Russo is played by Jason uh, Shoming, who was Ronnie Lopez in The Comish and Dave Kaplan in Just Cause. What is The Comish? I didn't check this earlier. What a weird name, The Comish. American comedy drama about oh The Comish. Yes, it was a it was a police comedy. Oh, I see. Um. Deals with a wide range of topical social issues such as police corruption, racism, homophobia, drug addiction, disabilities, child abuse, illegal immigration, and sexual harassment. In '91, well, I don't who knows how well it dealt with any of those things, but Ugh. if you're gonna do a cop show, I guess make it a comedy that is like making fun of the police. I don't know. Um. Anne, who got killed by the printer, was played by Joel Morrison, who was Nikki in Package Zeal and Faye in Project Blue Book. Uh, and Cold Open Guy was played by Andrew Cavadis. And hello, it's another Canadian voice actor. Uh, he was King Arthur and King Arthur in the Knights of Justice. Simon Belmont in Captain N. Algren 18 in Space Strikers. Patrick Zala in Gundam Seed. Kyosuke Higuchi in Death Note. Alejandro Corner in Gundam Double Zero. Uh, Ogi in Stormworld. And Sinjin Prescott in Jurassic World Legend of Isla Nublar, which was a Lego thing. Good for him. Good for him. Um, what about Atropos? Uh, not really anybody. She looked familiar to me. She did look familiar just... for, to me, too. I was trying to put my finger on who she looked like, but I could not figure it out. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, she looks like Elle Woods! Mm. Yeah. Who? Reese Witherspoon and Legally, Legally Blonde. Blonde. Oh. Except mousier. Um, let me just double check, because I'm second-guessing myself. Or she looks like she should be in The Magicians. She was in Gilmore Girls for, like, a little bit. She was Janet Billings for eight episodes of Gilmore Girls, which I did not think was significant enough to really warrant a mention. I wonder if she and Jensen knew each other. Maybe. When was Jensen in Gilmore Girls? I don't know. 2003 to 2005. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Enough. Um. All right, that's the episode. Uh, we're gonna take... I have a question for you, yes. Wyatt. Yes. What's up? What? What? Uh, what is? Uh, what do you think of uh, Cass being like? What do you think of, of Cass uh, as he stands right now? Because I think he's framed a little bit suspiciously in this episode. <sighs> I get. I. I mean, in my notes, I wrote heavy lies. Heavy lies the head. Um. Oh, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. the point 
is what they're trying to do with him is like less that he's suspicious and more because like he's always kind of been like does not going to tell them everything for their own good that's always sort of been his vibe uh but in this mm-hmm. particular case it definitely feels like they're trying to do not exactly a corruption arc for him but in a like yeah it's he's like de facto like god question mark or like the leader of heaven anyway and I feel like the point the point this show often tries to make like this show does not trust like uh organizations and like bureaucracies and hierarchies um in a libertarian way not in an anarch not in a cool anarchist way but um mm-hmm. it definitely like it's definitely hitting that in terms of well the leader of course the leader of heaven is like now having to do dirt that he wouldn't normally do because when you're doing a war and when you're like leading an organization like this it's like always you're always going to have to like make sacrifices and like make hard choices that you would not have had to have done previously mm-hmm Good analysis. I like that. Mm-hmm. Let's see if the show manages to live up to your hopes. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, and it's like this feels like a soft way to start doing it because, like, messing with time is such a um, it's such a like heady and hard to like pin down. Like you're just talking, like the episode keeps hitting the thing of like, well, it's not really killing 50,000 people if you make them and then unmake them. <laughs> like, I guess it's like such a thing is completely impossible. So it, it solely lies in the realm of like debating moral, philo- moral, like philosophical concepts. Uh, he hasn't done anything. Um, uh, concrete he's, yet in the same way. He's not torturing POWs. Yes, exactly. I mean, he did have to torture that kid, kind of, but, like, it, that was more just, like, the writers being like, haha, in order for this magic thing to work, you gotta grab a kid's soul and that hurts him. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, I guess. Again, not really, like, concrete or material in ways that are more easy to judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those are my thoughts. Um, we will now take a break. When we come back, we will talk about the cowboy episode. <laughs> All right, episode 18, Frontierland, written by Davin Laughlin, uh, directed by, oh, where did I put it? Um, Directed by Guy Norman B. Have we heard? Oh, it was the guy that directed Asylum. Wait, he directed Asylum and then was gone for five seasons and then came back for Family Matters and Frontierland. (laughs) Wild. Hold on, what was he doing? What was he doing in the meantime? I gotta know. I'm curious. Supernatural. What was he doing in from like 2006 to Kyle XYO and some Criminal Minds? All right, sure, fine. Um, all right, so we open in the past in Sunrise, Wyoming, 1861. Some cowboys have a duel, and hey, wait, one of them is Dean Winchester. <laughs> we get a new title <laughs> sequence and then cut to 48 hours ago. The boys and Bobby find a secret trap door into the Campbell family library and start looking for info on Eve. Apparently, a phoenix can hurt her, so they gotta find one of those. Deem finds Samuel Colt's journal. Great, Samuel Colt is back. 
Uh, he was, as we know, he was a hunter and he killed a phoenix with his stupid magic gun. Dean wants to Star Trek for this bitch and go back in time and get that phoenix, so he asks Cass for help. Rachel the Angel shows up instead and gets very mad at them for constantly dragging Cass into their problems. She However, he shows up. Wrong. Yeah, no, she did not. He shows up in the middle of her tirade, though, and does indeed offer to help. He tells them that they only have 24 hours for timey-wimey reasons, and also Dean went and got everybody cowboy cosplay. Uh, Bobby gives them a bunch of gold, just in case, which doesn't come up again, uh, and they get sent back to Sepia Tone Sunrise while Bobby and Dean set their watches. I guess they do a costume change later. I guess they bought those outfits with gold. Uh, that's how you get shot and robbed. Yeah. Dean goes to start fulfilling his LARP fantasies in town, uh, and the guy from the cold open, Elias Finch, gets hanged for killing his wife and tells them that they're all going to burn. Hmm, I wonder if he's the phoenix. Uh, they go talk to the sheriff, and Dean calls himself Clint Eastwood and Sam Walker, Texas Ranger. The show predicted the future. I, I, I popped off at that. It's so funny. I can't believe it. I like to think that this put a seed in Jared Padalecki's mind. He's like, hmm, I like the sound of that. I Either that or Jared Padalecki requested that he be Walker because he's obsessed mm, with Cowboys. Mm, that's fair and true. Um, they get sent to go talk to Elkins, the bartender. No relation to Daniel Elkins, the vampire hunter. Um, Which is disappointing. That we know They of. could clearly have done that, but whatever. Yeah. I think they just forgot that they named another character Elkins. <laughs> it was years ago. Um, yeah, Samuel Colt was here four years ago. Cult? Come on. That's true. Um, yeah, it would have been easy to check. I think it's meant to be like a, a callback. It could be, yeah. But that's like, it's not handled in the way to make it. Obvious. I feel like most people wouldn't remember that. Like only the absurd, like worm-brained-filled people that we are would would care about this. I don't know why I remember Daniel Elkins as well as I do. He was in the show for like ten minutes, and then he got brutally murdered by vampires. Um. Anyway, uh. He was here four years ago. He's building the railroad for season two. Uh, also, a sex worker and the judge go upstairs, and he gets attacked by Elias, who burns him into a skeleton. Um, the boys and the sheriff and his posse uh, are going to go off to look for Finch. Um, and I guess before that, uh, the night before, Sam and Dean go looking in the graveyard and find his open grave. So, yeah, he's the phoenix. Duh. Uh, Dean wants Sam to go find Samuel Colt, so he rides off on a horse. Uh, Sam does. Uh, kind of not greatly, but it's fine. He manages. Uh, meanwhile, Elias shows up and kills the sheriff. Back in the present, Rachel shows up and asks Castiel about his secret. He's doing something grungy to defeat Raphael, heavy as the head, etc. Uh, she tries to kill him, and he wins, but does she does give him a little stab, and he's bleeding a light. He's, like, bleeding light out of his chest, which is cool. Uh, rip to Rachel. Uh, maybe trying to kill him was, like, going too far. Like, they could have talked about it a little bit more, but, you know... Uh, you know, angels. we got to show that Cass is willing to, I mean, it's self-defense. She was trying to kill him, whatever. Uh, he shows up on Bobby's floor and is like in a real bad way and paints a angel, like keep away sigil on the wall with his blood and then passes out. Uh, Dean goes back to the bar. There's no posse. Uh, they find out the sheriff's dead. And so he gets made sheriff because that's how it works in the wild west. Uh, very funny that this episode, like, points at a lot of wild west tropes and is like that's silly but then the like random dude getting made sheriff is just replicated uncritically um 
cut to Samuel Colt, who gets confronted by some demon cowboys. He says he's too old to hunt anymore, but Troubles found them anyway. Um, they want him to open the gate. He kills them both, bam, bam, with the Colt. Meanwhile, Dean goes and finds the deputy who is trying to get the hell out of town. Uh, Dean convinces him that Elias will catch him no matter what, and it'll be better if they kill him here. Sam gets holy water splashed by Colt, and uh, Sam just straight up tells him he's from the future by showing him his Blackberry, which is great. Uh, Colt, mm-hmm. Colt does the whole refusal of the call thing and says he doesn't have the magic gun, uh, but Sam does his detective thing and convinces him to give him the gun if he's not going to go kill a phoenix. Castiel wakes up and tells Bobby what happened and then says he's too wounded to bring the boys back. He needs to touch Bobby's soul to power back up. It's pure energy. Also, he might explode, but it's fine. Uh, Bobby will. He doesn't. Dean puts the deputy in a cage while they wait for Elias and asks him why he's quite so mad. Um, Elias, by the way. Yeah. Asks the deputy why Elias is so mad. Lots of he pronouns in this episode. Uh, Then Elias shows up. And uh, Dean has figured out that his weakness is iron, because everything's weakness is iron. Uh, Elias says he was married to a nice woman, and they lived out of town. They went to town together to go to the bank, uh, and then he heard her scream, and the deputy was assaulting her in an alley. uh, And when Elias tried to stop him, he killed them both. Dean's like, that's real sad, bro, but I gotta kill you anyway. Uh, Elias shoots the deputy, Dean doesn't stop him, uh, and then goes to start shooting at Dean, who dives out a window. There's a little chase and a gunfight, which made me realize how rarely gunfights happen in this show. More monsters should use guns. Um, anyway, <laughs> Sam shows up just in time with the cult, and then the scene from the cult open happens, and, uh, Dean wins, and Cass grab, grabs Bobby's soul. Elias dies, the boys get teleported back before they can grab the ashes, making the whole endeavor completely pointless. Except, in the denouement, um... there's like it's sad Dean wants to go back Bobby and Cass are too fried but then Sam gets a package in the mail from Samuel Colt and it's the ashes hooray end of episode god Doctor Who season 3 this truly is just them doing a Doctor Who and the end of Good Omens Mm -hmm. oh yeah huh yeah it's very funny the modern super who like they've done time travel before but like it was never this like we gotta blend in Really, because it was just the 70s and they looked like they fitted just fine because their clothes are kind of timeless. Yeah. Flannels are forever. Yep. But, uh, and, and like, I I was thinking, like, I guess the zippers on their jackets, what was the zipper invented? 1892. Okay, so yeah, the zippers on their jackets would have stood out, but they could have just worn, like, their button, like, button jackets. Literally, they probably, could have just worn flannel and it would like, look exactly like Yeah, like flannel there. and jeans, and they would, like, most of the time they looked like they could be in the Wild West anyway. Like, the stitching is probably nicer on their shirts than anything you can get back then, but, like... It's, but Dean uh, wanted to be his little legs. cowboy fetish. Dean so. wanted to dress up as a cowboy. I love that, like... <laughs> Yeah, buddy, this isn't the right era for a, like, this both isn't the right era and the right, like, geological, geographical region to wear a serape. Yeah. You're in Wyoming, yeah. you're not in California, or Texas. It's... T- nowhere, nowhere near the Mexican border. Yeah. <laughs> it's very silly. Um, but, alright, let's talk about this from the top. I, my, my first note is, I just think it's funny that, like... Yeah, okay, time travel happens on the show now. When Dean was the cowboy, I'm like, okay, you know what? Whatever, sure, Dean gets to be a cowboy now. <laughs> this might as well happen. Now, he deserves What it. even is jumping the shark? It's an extremely high quality, um, like high definition cold open. 
because like there's a lot of close-ups and it's like you can see these men's pores um it's very pretty it's true it's true um and then we yeah i mean the episode is like extremely sepia toned because they're in the past and it's the wild Mm -hmm. west but Mm -hmm. i don't mind it it probably helps that authenticity also because i'm sure the uh i'm sure non-sepia toned the set would have looked more fake (laughs) oh absolutely the close-up on his face is so funny. Uh, yeah. Then after the t- after so... the title card, it go the text on the screen says "48 yeah. hours ago" and "150 yeah. years later," which is really funny. Yeah, and we get the like mm-hmm. map of America, like the old-timey map with the trade routes and the little drawings of cowboys as it is slowly burned. And is that bleeding cowboys? I think so. If, if it's not directly Bleeding Cowboys, the Supernatural font appears on fire in a font that is very similar to Bleeding Cowboys. Yeah, I, I'm not super familiar with my westerns, but it, it I was like, that's a reference to something that I maybe have seen before. No, it's not Bleeding Cowboys. Bleeding Cowboys is bleeding more, which I guess that's obvious, but it is a very like westerny like font. Um, what do we think about the, the, the Campbell Hidden Secret Library? Uh, you know, I think it's... They just casually have Samuel Colt's journal in there. Uh-huh. Because why not? I think it's kind of silly that Sam didn't know about it already, but whatever. Samuel was a little bitch, so... Yeah. Yeah. It's the fucking Belmont vault. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, it Thank is. You. I was waiting. I was like, is anyone... Actually, not? Sam says no, it's here somewhere, I know it. So I guess he did know about it, he just didn't know exactly why? where to find it. Whatever. Bobby's library isn't why do I anymore, think... we need a second library. And then they add, later they add a uh-huh. third library. <laughs> Why do I think the Belmonts are so cool and all the hunters in the show are so lame? Uh, because the hunters don't use cool whips and don't have um, sassy homoerotic banter with hot vampire twinks. <laughs> yes. It's true. Yet. <laughs> all right. We never get both in the same scene. Dean never says, God shits in my dinner once again. Oh, Castlevania is so good. so good. I'm very excited. I hope that next... It's probably going to be, particularly because Warren Ellis isn't writing it. We're going to have somebody else, thank goodness. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm excited. I, I hope that next season is going to be good. I'm excited for yeah, it. Yeah, I need to make my way... Or not season, but the new... the Like, you know, Castlevania is an anthology. The new show that is yeah. later in the future. I, I just hope they get to Soma Cruise, because that'll be fun. Anyway, um, speaking of uh, hidden libraries, yeah, there's no, like, cool magic weapons down here. It's just old books. And I like old books. I like the, like, photo wall in here. Um, it's not uncool. It's just, like, you know, some, like, rednecks uh, apocalypse bunker. Yeah, it's like a, a secret library can only be so cool for so long and especially when Mm -hmm. you don't actually like give a fuck about the Campbells yeah yeah exactly I guess that's the thing is the Campbells are nowhere near as cool as the as the Belmonts Mm -hmm. there's a I I guess there is an unfortunately a certain a certain prestige and allure that landed gentry have there's something you can't quite beat having like a cool castle with like a secret like magic library with like unfolding stairs and crap. It's true. It's in your true. Basement. The vibes are magnificent. So in this lame little library, oh. Bobby goes, "Either of you jokers <laughs> ever heard anything about a phoenix? Ever? That's like a pretty common I, mythological uh, creature. 
Like, I get that, the, yeah, you know, I thought I it was know. a myth, but we're in season six now, so I guess this may as well happen. But, like, yep. ever heard yep. anything about, like, come on. Yep. If they've never uh, heard of a get, phoenix, a it's double a Greek back to back here. <laughs> they ran out of American monsters, so yep. <laughs> they're outsourcing. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's the interesting thing about the phoenix, I guess, for a brief folklore corner, is it's like primarily like a greek creature but they historicized it as egyptian um even though a lot of its symbolism is connected with like the more the greek like perceptions of like the sun and fire than egyptian like uh mythology around the sun and fire that's weird um yeah it's like it's difficult to because the thing is is there's everyone there's a lot of magic birds mm -hmm. in in various people places. will see birds and be like whoa what um, if it was magic yeah mm -hmm. like like um benu the uh egyptian god who was uh connected to ra who was ra's um ba like uh part of part of ra's soul basically uh was a like bird god connected to the sun in that way that is like probably where the greeks got the phoenix from but i don't the word phoenix has nothing to do with benu mm -hmm. um and then there's also the um uh i'm gonna mispronounce this i'm sorry i mandarin is hard actually i don't know if it's Chinese dialects are hard to uh, say. Oh, apparently it's hmm, yeah, because it's a really old word. Anyway, the uh, Feng Huang um, is a like bird that is frequently called the phoenix, um, even though it actually does not really have a lot to do with phoenixes in terms of like you know the dying and being reborn thing and a lot of like western attempts at doing uh like chinese mythological slash historical stuff will mm -hmm. get this wrong because the the feng hong is just often called the phoenix or like the chinese phoenix that is my that is my folklore corner for this episode as well mm -hmm. And then, of course, the Pokemon. Well, well, yes, there's also the Pokemon. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to inflict that on you. So yeah. then they find Samuel Colt's journal, and they are so fanboyish about it. <sighs> I knew this episode was going to be fun mm -hmm. for Wyatt. It's a Devin Laughlin episode. My problem is, is like, the there is something, if it wasn't, I mean, I guess the thing is, Samuel Colt in this episode also sucks. Yeah. In that, like, he's not going to do it. Like, he's done. In a way that feels like it's supposed to be framed as, like, don't meet your heroes or mm -hmm. whatever. But we already know that Samuel Colt was a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's well, funny. they don't expect the audience to think that Samuel Colt was a bad yes. guy. Because um, he made that cool gun. And the uh, whole devil's trap for, for shooting for, for, for shooting minorities. Uh-huh. Oh, anyway, uh, <laughs> my problem is, is if it wasn't Samuel Colt, I would have liked this more because I do like the idea of like the jaded old like hunter who's just like hiding out and like has to be convinced to come fight. Uh, I find that trope fun. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, or like mm-hmm. not even hunter, but like war, you know, person who fights things, like person who did many things in their youth and is now like tired and doesn't want to do it anymore, and is like pulled back into it by someone, someone young and fresh who needs their help, <laughs> like Phil and um, Hercules. Sorry, that was uh-huh. the first example that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is Greek mythology. I'm on topic. It's Roman, um, whatever. Oh, what's that western with the kid and the 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 like lone wolf and cub style like what the Mandalorian is doing it yeah. also very much um western with the kid <laughs> not Billy and, not Billy the kid and the old man oh it's super faint oh man is it a Clint Eastwood oh is film? it just is it is it it's like grit or grime or something oh yeah grit oh true grit That's I think I think of true grit yeah true grit yeah okay yeah about the girl who's uh, parents are killed and goes and gets a, a like U.S. Marshal to help her find uh, hunt down the killer. Uh, the John Wayne movie. I I've only seen the remake with uh, the Coen Brothers remake um, with uh, Jeff Bridges, which is really good because it's the Coen Brothers and they can't make a bad movie. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I like that trope a lot, uh, but they d- end up not doing it because Samuel Colt's an asshole. Yeah, it could have been worse. He could have been like super cool. Yeah, and I'm glad that he's not at the very least. <laughs> Yeah. If I think if Eric Kripke had written this episode, it would have turned out very differently. He would have showed mm-hmm. up with a quip and shot the phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. A Kripkeism that doesn't even make any sense. I forgot that Josh Brolin was in that movie. Anyway. Um, uh, so yeah, in order to avoid a whatever. paradox, the journal very carefully says, gun killed a phoenix today, um, which is fun. <laughs> it's true. And then... I think it would have been funnier if he had just straight up lied. <laughs> That's what I thought, because I forgot that it said gun killed the phoenix. Yeah. Because Sam was like, well, the book says that you did. And he's like, well, tough titties. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think it would have been funnier if he had just been like, yeah, I killed a phoenix. That was me. Um, Sam and Dean are babies about the book. They're like, whoa, get, let me see it. He says, get your own. <laughs> get your own Samuel Colt's journal. Your own one of a kind fucking handwritten leather bound it is a nice old listen i'm a sucker for an old leather bound book it's a cool book full of stuff about monsters dean is disgusted by the fact that sam and bobby haven't seen star trek 4 bobby only watched deep space nine literally last episode i get we forgot to mention last episode when sam talks about the greek fates dean calls him a nerd yeah, and then in this episode, Dean's like, "You guys haven't seen Star Trek Four? It's like I don't even know you." Star Trek Four, such a the dude. fourth Star Trek movie, like with the whales. Dean, you're insane. It's got the with whales. The whales. In it. What the fuck? Even oh my god, Dean, you have worms in your brain. He's got his own little worms. Oh, he does. He does. I feel like we talked about Dean and Star Trek at some point. Yeah, but we might have been referencing I think he, this. I think he mentioned it at one point. I don't think so. I don't know. I think he's mentioned it before. Oh, yeah. he's mentioned, um, he's compared cast to Vulcan. Right, yeah. He. Oh, my God, there's a whole wiki page for Star Trek. Thank you, Supernatural Wiki. Um, of course there is. He I said mean, the Vulcan a, mind melds back in skin. Uh, Dean suggests that they go visit the Star Trek experience. Um, as part of their, like, oh, right. before the apocalypse hits, back in early season four. Um, it's very funny to me that Bobby, the the old head of the three of them, has only seen DS9. It's Bobby, so 
DS9 is good, but you gotta watch you gotta watch TNG first <laughs> because DS9 is a commentary on it. That's the whole point. You have to see the like hope for the future that 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 TNG has in order for DS9 to bring you back into the grime. This is a this is a thing I know oh, from I Star Trek you. fans. I haven't seen DS9. <laughs> <laughs> This is just a thing I know what people talk about. I want to. I know it's really good. I've watched The Next Generation, which I'm amazed at myself for actually getting through. It took I it took yeah. a, like a year and a half break in between, but I did get through it. I really want to get back to it. Literally this episode made me be like, I should go back to watching TNG. I literally stopped right when it got good. But anyway, uh, I love that um Dean is a Star Trek nerd. Yeah, Dean's yeah. Um he he reads Spurk fan fiction hashtag yep. confirm. <laughs> And it's old Star Trek too. Uh huh. I bet. I bet Dean loves Riker. <laughs> That's my only. Oh, I have a crush on Kirk. Almost certainly. Well, and also, he also yeah. I mean, with the, Kirk, Kirk is also very much yeah. <laughs> so true. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. I love that Dean just straight goes like it's easier to go back in time to this one moment we know a phoenix existed. Rather than attempting to find a phoenix, they truly are just turning Cass into their like errand boy. Yeah, which is why Rachel shows up to be like, "Hey, can you fucking yeah. get a life?" Um, the specifically, GM's like, you're relying on this on this contact too much. <laughs> the, um, specifically, Dean says, "Come on, Cass, I dream of Jeannie your ass down here pronto." And then, like as an uh -huh. afterthought, adds, "Please." And then a blonde woman shows up, and he goes, "Jeannie," like, which Jeannie? is funny. Yeah. <laughs> also, he does his little peek when he's praying to like see if Cass has showed up yet. I love when he does that. So good every time. Cute. I love his little peek. It is very cute. Um but yeah, as we said, Rachel's like you're you're doing this too much, guys. Learn your place. So like where is and he? Cass she is says like, busy. <laughs> Cash shows up and is like, are you bad mouthing my friends? Get out of here. He just dismisses her. And um, Dean says, wow, friend of yours? And Cass says, yes, which <laughs> he's trying to make friends. He's trying uh -huh, to expand his uh -huh, concept uh -huh. of friendship beyond the Winchesters. And then he kills her. And then he he's kills her. He's having such a bad year. Yeah. It's a bad time for Castiel. Um, he's like, you only have 24 hours. I could explain to you the equations. And Bobby says, aim lower, which I like as an alternative to speak English. Yeah. Like, this way he's saying, we're stupid. Yeah, I prefer, yeah. It's him making fun of himself more than he is making mm -hmm. fun of the, the nerd. Yeah. And then Dean shows up, so they get the 24-hour the warning, and Dean yep. shows up with all of his Wally's Western World merch. Jeez. Again, he says to Sam, like, and look like a spaceman. Sam's like, I'd like to go like this, and he says, and look like a spaceman. My dude's just wearing, like, a regular button-up shirt and jeans. Again, yeah. he would look fine. <laughs> this is where Sam says, like, just because you're obsessed with all that Wild West stuff. And he says, no, I'm not. Sam says, you have a fetish. Dean says, shut up. Like, shut up. You like old movies. You can recite every Clint Eastwood ever made. Even the monkey movies? Especially the monkey movies. His name's Clyde. He's such a baby. Dean's canonical cowboy fetish. Not cowgirl. No. Could you hear me? No, not cowgirl. A cowboy. No, not cowgirl. Well, yeah, I mean, she's not a cowgirl, but we, yeah. I want to be a cowboy, baby. Hell yeah. He looks like such a dork in his serape. He's such a baby. He is so cute. 
I want to kiss his little face. (laughs) And Sam's got little flowers on his shoulder blades. So they show up way back then. It's a nice shirt. They set their timers. Bobby gives them the gold. (laughs) Sam immediately steps in horse shit. Yeah. Authenticity. (laughs) Epic fail. Um, somebody in the past is immediately rude to Dean about his clothing, um, about his serape. Uh-huh. And he, he's so disappointed. His little heart broke. Yeah, his RSD. Anyway, they introduce themselves um, with their fake names, like we said. And then uh, Sam says, we're looking for a man. And D- the the judge goes, I'll bet. And then insults Dean for being too clean. <laughs> this guy is the ancestor of Michael from Something Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> Homophobic microaggressions in the year 1860. All Supernatural knows is make gay jokes about their leads. It's true. No matter how far back in time you go, Dean, you will always be a fruit. They do look like absolute dorks. They do. Like nice, nice blanket, says some old guy to him. Uh, and then Dean's like, and then takes it off. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look much better under it, though, because his like black shirt does not fit at all, really, with his, like, faux-worn, like, leather vest. Anyway, Elias Finch gets hanged. Uh, Elias Finch, great name. Yeah, right? It rolls off it's the tongue. It's a very Western name. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a Red Dead Redemption character. Yeah. Uh, they do their little, like, Walker, Clint Eastwood thing. Yeah, Dean makes a point of saying, he's Walker. He's a Texas Ranger. And they're like, yeah. okay, good for you. <laughs> we get a shot of like the sheriff just like eyeing them as they leave as he drinks some whiskey they head to the saloon dean is disappointed that there isn't like <laughs> you know like pretty girls dancing and music. jaunty music uh-huh. playing um the old man that's like sleeping at the table in the background is also there him. the next morning yeah <laughs> is that yeah, guy I dead that. I, was... <laughs> I was like is he okay He's been here for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very funny, like, background gag. It is. It's so good. But, uh, yeah, Dean discovers that there's germs in the past. Um, yeah. Because a sex worker attempts to kiss him, and he, she does not look... Hygienic? She's got like blood all over the like the left side of her face. Like I don't know what's going on. I I think that's supposed to be like syphilis. Yeah. Or like um you know cold sores type stuff. Yeah. Anyway, the judge goes upstairs with her, and then yep he he gets burnt up. Yep, he turns into a skeleton. It's sick. Turns into a skeleton. I love it. Guys, get turned I just into gotta say, skeletons. Elias Finch did nothing wrong. Literally. So true. Justice so true. for Elias I Finch. Also go around Dean is like, I gotta kill you. Why? Why though? Tried to assault my wife. Because we need to harvest your body for reagents. Exactly. Is why. It's really yeah. messed up. Like this is the most like messed up monster kill in the show. I think. Yeah, this isn't like, oh yeah, we need to kill him because he's killing people. Like those people, like tried to assault his wife. Or did assault, I don't know. Yeah, Dean literally says, like, you don't really deserve to live, but I can't just, like, let him kill you. And then he does. Yeah, he just, he's just like, oh, no, I should have seen that coming. <laughs> no, No, stop. wait, stop. No. <laughs> no, stop, don't do it. <laughs> whatever, whatever Gene Wilder says. Mm-hmm. 
No, uh, but yeah, no. there's a skeleton. Stop. Come back. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, I love that everyone's just like... What, the the sheriff's has seen it before. Oh. Has this sheriff run into oh. monsters before? He's saying, no, like, sometimes hangings sometime... don't kill people. Yeah. Oh, it, it, I hangings see. Hangings are an exact art. You have to have... Like, they weigh you the day before because they have to have a certain length of rope in order to get your neck to snap. Because otherwise, yeah. if it's too yeah. short, it rips your head Oof. off. Yes. If it's too long, you just kind of yes. suffocate there. So. Um, yeah, I'm more just thinking, like, he seems kind of unfazed by the fact that this man has magic fire powers and just burned the judge into a skeleton. That's true. He is a, He is pretty chill about that part of it. <laughs> But it's like the 1800s, so I guess he just thinks he's like a witch or something. Yeah, something. People used to think magic was real. Uh, so they go check the grave. They're like, oh yeah, he's a phoenix. Uh, Sam gets sent off on the horse. Uh, this is where Dean is like, yeah, I'm going to go hook up with the posse because you know me. I'm a posse magnet. I mean, oh. I love posse. <laughs> he's like, make that into a t-shirt. He, he's so proud of himself. What a loser. He thinks, he thinks he's so funny. He's so happy. His like, his like, make that into a t-shirt bit is extremely cute though. Cause like, he's just like, he just does a little snort. And he's like, I'll make that into a t-shirt. Yeah. Please laugh. You can of course buy t-shirts with that on it. Of course you can. But most of them like have Dean's face on them. Um, which it ruins the point of it. The way, uh, his like, the way he says I'm like the t-shirt, he like he does a little hand his motion voice across gets his chest. All, yeah, but his voice gets all quiet because he's trying not to corpse, like he's trying not to start laughing in the middle of saying it. <laughs> Dean Winchester, I love and you. And Sam's just we'll like, you're done. <laughs> we we get like Sam reaction shots to all of this. It's good straight Manning live Sam reaction. Uh huh. And Sam gets on his horse and uh. Manages okay. Dean says that poor horse because Sam is so big. <laughs> yes, yeah. It is a, a little horse compared to Sam. There's he a shot. A there's a shot of them riding away, and Sam is indeed very big on this horse. <laughs> um. Then the sheriff gets attacked by Elias. Um. Elias yep. says you had your chance. Tell it to the judge, which is really good because he just killed the judge. Mwah. Elias rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a man. I assume he th- means God, but either yes. way, it it's well. Yeah, but that's what yeah. That's what he's playing with. It's so funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a man thriving on his revenge. Literally, so true. I love a good revenge story. He's being very extra. Mm-hmm. Like he could just shoot him, but no, he's got to burn him up with his hands. He's got to feel them die. Speaking of which, shout out to Supernatural for having another monster be just literally. Guy. This is not as bad, in my opinion, as the dragons. Yeah. Because at least he's like cool. Because he's cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got he he's he's got pussy power, but like, yeah, yeah. At the very start, um, it was like, is this guy gonna be the phoenix? <laughs> and I made the penis comic face, uh-huh. <laughs> and it was uh-huh. like, no. <laughs> God mood. Anyway, then Rachel and Cass uh, and then we have get their Cass interlude. Yeah, the little interlude. Um, I love you, baby. Again, he's doing something dirty little secret that we don't really get much detail on. Cass says, yeah. I don't have a choice. She says, then neither do I. That's so good. The whole question of like, yeah. he's fighting for the like opportunity for free will. If he doesn't have a choice, then yep. that means the other angels don't have a choice. And also, it's the line of, she has no choice but to stab him. Like, it's, mwah. that's good writing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's good. This is a good little fight scene, too. The choreography's all right. The camera's real shaky, but there are a few moments where it's like it actually like stills and lets us see them fight. Uh, it's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. It's mo- it- you get another great shot of the angel wings burned into the ground. Yeah, yeah. I like the Always. bit where like she knocks him down, uh, and he like sweeps at her feet, and she does like a jump back and like steps on the knife. That's fun. Um, mm-hmm. But then uh, he like disarms her and like does a little reversal and stabs her in the chest. Like, all right, that's a cool move. I'll accept that. Um, and yeah, rip to her, and like he has such this look of like sadness and regret that on his, his face friend. as she dies. And that was his friend. Him. She tried to kill him. Yeah, really good. And, and then yeah, he... the angel wings look sick as always. Yes. Then he shows up in Bobby's kitchen, um, and Bobby immediately asks, oh, Cass, are we running or fighting? Which is, like, really good. It's really good. He is such a little meow meow in the scene also as he just collapses on the floor. Yeah. So true. That's my boy. Love when Cass is on the floor. That's my shaggy it's man. Eating raw meat. Bleeding. So true. <laughs> So true. <laughs> um, then back at back at Dean's place, Dean's like, Sheriff's tough as nails. He'll be here. And immediately from outside, oh, God, the sheriff's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so so good. Because they, like, make fun of Dean for coming in to go hunt him down because they're like, everybody else is too smart to do it. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dean also went and got an outfit change in between uh, the previous mm-hmm. night and now. Uh, he looks much better. His his outfit matches more. He's got a cool jacket on. Uh, also, this entire time, by the way, we've had this very silly, like, um, uh, oh, what's that famous Western song from The Good, Bad, and the Ugly? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, with the whistling, not da 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 ba 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 the whistling one. I think it's the main theme oh. for Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Does it is it does it have a name? It might just be called Good Bad and the Ugly Theme. Oh no, no, that's the da 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 da. What's the like mm-hmm. famous it, Western It's it's something something it's like something to do with gold. Whistle song. I think it's like Is it for a few dollars more? Yes. Uh I think the one I was thinking of is a few was uh for a few dollars more. Uh which has like this like funky whistling bit in it. I mean Good Bad and the Ugly also has a funky whistling bit in it, but that's not the one I was thinking of. Anyway, yeah, there's a lot of like whistly western music going on in the background of this episode in a way that's very funny. The ecstasy of gold is the one I was thinking of. Oh, wait, no, I also might have been thinking about about that because yeah, that's another really famous one. That song is beautiful. It is. And that is also Few from Westerns the Good Bad and the Ugly. Yes. Uh this doesn't have whistling in it really though this is the one with the lady going going real real hard western westerns they got good music in them they do uh anyway this this show it's not nowhere near on the scale of that but it is cute that they that they bothered um so dean gets appointed as sheriff then uh colt shoots shoots a couple of demons um and do we have any notes on that scene because i don't um no. nothing except for that it's kind of cool like he just takes them both out that's that's all right yeah. um i do like the fact that we when we first started with the cults like when we first introduced it back in season two or whatever season one i guess um like we didn't have all the bullets some of them have already been used so it's nice to see some of them getting used mm-hmm <laughs> Also, like, he knew how to make more bullets, presumably, and no one else did. So, like, he can use the, the gun more freely, probably. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, then Dean g- 
goes to talk to the deputy um and uh makes a blazing saddles reference yeah. but it's the subtitle say dean as woman yeah <laughs> <laughs> he does do a very I like high-pitched voice. yeah yeah to the point that i had to be like did jensen even say that dean as woman the subtitles are uh fem dean truther <laughs> what it, yeah it's what's very funny is like it's not a that Oh, I can't remember the actor. The actor, the, the the bit where that happens in Blazing Saddles, he does not do like a woman's voice. I have not seen that movie in a long time. Yeah, it's just it's just oh, uh, Cleveland Little. Yeah, it's just Sheriff Bart, like as himself. Like I guess he's dressed as a delivery guy. But wait, I saw Blazing Saddles. I just forgot that I did. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, Dean uses the word gank in this conversation and the deputy is like, gank, yeah, what's gank? Like, what's that mean? <laughs> it's so good. What riddles do you speak to me? I like your funny words, magic man. <laughs> uh, Dean says, howdy, pilgrim, also, and he's like, I ain't no pilgrim. So, <laughs> Dean, you're so stupid. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway. All Dean wants to do is make movie references all day long. Yep. He finds it so funny. It's how he gets his little giggles. So, he, he tells the deputy mm -hmm. to be bait. Let me go back to Sam and Samuel Colt. All Sam does is talk to men named Samuel. Literally. <laughs> and Sam is like doorway size. He's so big. Sam he is Colt literally calls him a so giant tall. from the future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do really like that he's like, you know, I'm not, I've seen so much stuff that like, yeah, sure. A guy showed up from the future with a magic brick, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and Sam's like, I need your help killing a phoenix. He's like a phoenix. They exist. Shows him the journal. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, this is... He, Causes he a bootstrap paradox. Yeah. He refuses the call. Um, yeah, he bootstrap, bootstrap paradoxes himself. Yeah, Sam says you're a hunter. Um, Sam, Colt says retired. Sam says there's no such thing. Hi. Yeah. <gasps> he says in Samuel my time Colt you're a hero. calls the gun a curse. Gross. Ugh, gross. Like, to you, maybe. I understand it, though. Um... But, uh, yeah, he manages to get the gun. I, I don't know. The scene is fine. We kind of talked about the way Colt's portrayed in the scene already. I Like, it It doesn't do much for me. It could have been cool if, again, it wasn't Samuel Colt. Uh, then we cut back to Bobby and Cass. Yeah. Cass says he was betrayed, which is technically what happens. Not a whole truth. Yeah, it's sort of like he was potentially doing some betraying and then got betrayed because of his betraying. But also, we don't know what he was doing, so we can't exactly judge him for it. And then Bobby says, um, we got less than an hour before you pick up the kids at Frontierland, which is so funny, like, positing that yeah, that's like, the episode those name. are their kids. Um, yep. And then immediately after, Bobby's like, okay, well, you need my soul. What? Make another deal? Seal it with a kiss? Seal it with a kiss. Bobby, do you have a crush yeah. on Cass? <laughs> okay, who I, doesn't? I think he yeah. just has PTSD from, from uh, Crowley. <laughs> He's like, I'm not kissing another supernatural being. That bitch played me. Um, Cass says, I need you to let me touch it, which is one of the... Sorry for what I'm about to say. <laughs> there was an old Tumblr post about, like, things you could say... No, it was, like, quote supernatural during sex, so people started pulling quotes that sound uh, like something you could ostensibly say uh -huh. during sex, um, and that was one of them. Yep. Good lord. I'm oh, about supernatural to. I, Tumblr. How long did Supernatural go on breaks for? Uh. 
that's a good question. I I was just thinking about this because I've just realized like I am now part of a fandom that's in its starvation years, <laughs> and fandoms when they're in their starvation years truly go feral. And I'm like, what's gonna okay. what's gonna happen to the Andor fandom in the next two years? Are oh, we just God. gonna be looking yeah. sadly and forlornly at every other Star Wars thing that comes out? Yeah. I thought you said licking, and I was like, yeah, we're just going to be, like, licking I that screen cap of Andy uh -huh. Circus during his monologue. Uh, Other quotes include, you breed with the mouth is... of a goat, and cast get out of my ass. Sure. Please don't say these things during sex. <laughs> sure, I guess. Let's see. Season 1 aired on September 13th, 2005, concluded on May 4th, 2006. And then that uh, was okay, summer so break. Yeah, I think usually it's... Yeah, it's September to May. Yeah, summer breaks often are how shows like this went. Yeah. Um, back when you would you would run a show for a whole, like, season, season, and not just drop everything on Netflix or, like, update kind of periodically. Whatever. Um, point is, yeah, it's... it's I love the little games that fandom plays when it's waiting for the next, for like more content to talk about. God, the Homestuck fandom during the oh Wars. yeah, Sherlock oh. fandom was also pretty oh. notorious. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. No, that was they were worse. Like the they they were at their worst like when the show actually ended because mm -hmm. that was when the John Locke conspiracy was at its height. Supernatural is in its waning years, but in a very specific way. Whereas like we're all insane in like a very specific way um back to back to dean he Always. has the deputy in a little jail cell to protect him this is where dean mm -hmm. uh figures out that iron is a weakness for him detective dean moment so true he's so smart sometimes he does phrase this as most creatures i meet can't get it up for iron it's a common monster problem thanks to Evan laughlin what does that even mean mm -hmm. dean that doesn't mean anything. Do you get it up for Iron Dean? Like, is, is that what gets you going? Ugh. Whatever. I hate this man. Yep. Um, so anyway, uh, action occurs. Well, first we get the exposition yeah. that we've already talked about. How? Um, yeah, we already talked about it. The deputy sheriff and judge were all in on it, so now Elias has yep. killed them all. Um. Dean says, I could care less about him. He's a dick and a coward. And the deputy goes, hey, I wouldn't say hey if I were you. We just found out you're a fucking rapist. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That was simply not good enough, I think. <laughs> um. Also, I guess we should just, we should, we should bang the, like, uh, you know, dominant heteronormative cultural narratives drum, I guess. And just like, yeah, this is a rape revenge story. That's, it's. it's very common. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's. I mean, to be fair, the I I think that the implication is that the the rape didn't actually like occur. It was in the process of right. occurring, and then the, it was so it's more of a murder revenge. Sure, but also, but also like, it's part of that. There's a there's some there's some stuff on top of it. Yeah. That I would yeah no. yeah fucking kill that guy. Hates these guys. Yeah. Um, and instead Dean goes, I know what you are, so I gotta kill you. Okay, Dean, we get it. You're in the monster killing show. This guy literally <sighs> yep. didn't do anything except be married and then kill the guys who killed his wife in front of him. Yep. That's all your dad did. Mm -hmm. But he could have done so many more crimes before that. We don't know how long he lived for. I think there's a statute of limitations on murder, yeah, know, monster I'm, I'm, murders. 
I'm making a joke. Yeah. I do think it's funny that he's like, I was married to a woman. <laughs> a good woman. Yeah. He's got to <laughs> specify a woman. Sex with girls. Yeah, exactly. Um. Anyway, they kill him. Well, the, they kill the deputy. He then... kills. Yeah, I know. I'm just okay. Yes, yeah, so he kills the deputy. There's a gunfight. Sam shows up. They kill him. Those are all like. Dean gets his his quick drama. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> which is hilarious because like Dean is not a practiced quick draw shooter. There's no reason really. That, like, really he that does he have to be good at fight. quick drawing. He's just not specifically for dueling. Yeah. But it's no. like, and it's so dumb that they wait for Heinrich to shoot each other. Like, I get that they're doing the cowboy movie thing, and of course Dean would want uh -huh. to do that. So it's not even out of character. It's just like you are on a clock. You are literally seconds too late, and you spent all that time giving us slow motion shots of them walking towards each other and standing there. <laughs> literally, whatever. It does look really cool the way he dies. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um. They don't gather up the ashes because Dean's too busy. So Dean goes, yippee ki mother. Uh -huh. Cut. Uh, also, Bobby says we can't strand those idiots in Deadwood. But, uh, yeah, they don't get the ashes. And then nope. they get the package of the ashes. Then they're back. But there's a package. I like that Sam left his Blackberry in the past. Yeah. And it looks like crap yeah. now. I got this address and date. Yeah, it's like 200 years old. Shout out to Samuel Colt for uh, figuring that respecting out. Respecting yeah. the the well, respecting the timeline well enough to not send oh early yeah, and just be like, hey, look at my magic brick. Oh, I thought you were gonna say to just send the Colt early. No, okay. Address on date off also of Sam's is. phone is a good way to close that loop. Mm -hmm. I respect that. Yeah. Take notes, Stephen Moffat. It's, this is how you write time travel. It is that makes the sense. Idea. The idea of Sam, like, leaving and then checking his pockets and being like, ah, shit, is really <laughs> funny, though. I left my phone in the past. Cass, who is responsible for the timeline, you did fucking what? Um, I, li I like that Bobby's like, be good as new in a decade or two. Yeah, he's had a bad Cass time. Cass like, I never want to do that again. I love him. My Bobby calls it a solonoscopy. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's my last note for the episode. Yeah, well, yeah, because that's the end of the episode. It's like, oh, yeah, now we're going to go fight the Phoenix. I we're The Phoenix? Now we're going to go fight Eve. Um, You know, we got four episodes left, right? Or six? What, 22 four, or 22. 24 episodes? I think there's 22 in this, okay. in this season. Later seasons turn into 23, but for now we're still at 22. All right, well, we're almost done. Yeah. Thank God. Um, <laughs> this episode's cute. That's that's like it's fine. It's like funny. I like mm -hmm. I like when they poke at the Western tropes. Like it's it's all it's all fine. I like when they make fun of Dean's cowboy fetish. Yeah. When they let him be a little guy. I like the music. Elias was cool. Uh, ripped to him again. Did nothing wrong. We've we've talked to death about the way the show treats monsters. Mm -hmm. I'm like over it. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to everyone who's still with us. I, I'm sure our our commentary in this regards was like way more like in depth and like thoughtful, etc. Back when we were encountering it the first few times. But if you want, we're our, all our opinions are the same as when we've had more in depth conversations about this. Mm -hmm. The horse is dead. Yeah, part of me feels bad when we just like skim over this sort of thing, but also like we don't need to relitigate it. You can just watch those, listen to those episodes again. Yeah, exactly. He forgot our takes. Mm -hmm. Our take is that biological essentialism is bad. The end. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big shocker. Uh, all right. Darlow is played by April Tellick, who was a lot of hot background characters in the 90s because she was Miss Canada in 94. Uh, which is funny to me. Good for her. Uh, she has been side characters in a bunch of movies from the mid-2000s also that don't really have a lot of cultural longevity. I didn't recognize any of them. Um, Samuel Colt was played by Sam Hennings, who has also been a side character in a fair number of 90s movies, but none that I know. Uh, and Charlie White in Memphis Beat. Uh, Elias Finch was played by Matthew John Armstrong, who was Ted Sprague in Heroes and Pete Pryor in American Dreams. Rachel is played by Sonia Saloma, who was Maya Kadinsky in The Collector, Lauren Nelson in The Guard, Tracy Prager in Durham County, and Allison O'Donnell in Intruders. And The Deputy was played by Gordon Michael Woolvet, who was also Reb Anderson in Mission Genesis, Barry Winter in The Guard, and one of the main characters of Andromeda, Seamus Harper, who is the chief engineer of the Andromeda. He's in like 100 episodes. I had no idea Andromeda was 109, was like over 109 episodes. Wild. I think it's like 114 or something. It's like a few episodes he's not in. But yeah, in most of that show. Good for him. Okay, next week. Mm-hmm. Next week we have next Mommy Dearest, week. which is exactly what it sounds Mommy like. Mommy Dearest and The Man Who, the would, man be who king, would Be King, which made me wave my arms around really fast. <gasps> it's probably the best episode of Supernatural. Wow, okay. <laughs> Don't even look at it. Okay, that's a... Don't. All right, okay. I mean, I know y'all have referenced it before, but... That's hype. That's, that's it's written and directed that's... by Ben Edlund. Oh, directed so by? True. Yeah. Is this his first directorial credit? Yeah, in Supernatural, at least. Yeah. Dang. All right. Oh my god. So now I'm very excited. Oh man. Oh my god. Oh my god. The oh god. Jesus Christ. But until then, we will be. <laughs> um. What are I guess you? getting our various tinctures and reagents and stuff. <laughs> together to go kill apple Podcasts. <laughs> is that our mother of all i guess i don't know I mean, there's an it's apple the eve connection we're gonna true, we're gonna true. go kill yeah there is we're gonna go kill apple for creating the name podcast The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description.